Y'all ready to get this started? Three, two, one. Dream Home Hunter Audio. This is Dream Home Hunter Audio. The show that covers the hottest trends for the home and interior design. We interview top designers and industry experts to learn the art and science of making a house feel like a home. Learn the latest hacks to get more time so that you can live your dream life. Now, here's your host, Keith Pratt. All right, Miss Amy, thanks for talking with me, talking with Amy Stoker. She's a professional realtor here. Very um, professional. Very professional. Based out, I mean, you're originally from Katy, Texas, I remember when we first talked. You were my, actually, Miss Amy was one of my first mentors got to shadow you for open houses when I first got started in real estate so and you were my lucky charm did you know that the last person that came to that open house bought it nice i like to say i take full credit for that but it was my is my magnetic energy that did it it was totally <laughs> uh we know you're in real estate now how did you get what do you do before real estate well um i taught for nine years i taught middle school math and um but I have, we moved eight times in 10 years. Wow. So whenever we would go out with a realtor, not, we didn't buy a house eight times in 10 years, but we moved eight times. And mm -hmm. three of those times we, we purchased a home. And every time we would go out with a realtor, I was like, I love this. And, <laughs> and I, all three of them said, you would be really good at this. And I mm -hmm. said, I know, but I was teaching. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really an option. And then after my, when my oldest son was born, I stopped teaching and I stayed at home and then had my, our second child. And mm -hmm. he, I, I don't, I don't think that I could have done this job when they were younger. Right. Um, we moved here from Katie when my youngest was in kindergarten. Okay. And about eight weeks after we moved here, my husband said, do you, ever still think about being a realtor? And I said, all the time. And he said, well, I think, I think now's the time that you should just take that leap and, and do it. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Because being a realtor in a place where you don't know a soul is really an easy battle. Mm -hmm. um, Cause we didn't, we didn't know anybody, mm -hmm. but I, that was in March. I got my license in July and I started with Keller Williams in September and I, I have not looked back. It's been, awesome. it's been five years. So <laughs> enjoying what you do, which is passion's always good. I always like, I love it. It's fun. That. The relationships part's fun. Cause I came from the service industry. So that relationships with people is always, is the fun part. And that's why right. that, that can translate over. Um, well, for me, I still, you know, you can take the girl out of teaching, but you can't take teaching out of the girl. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I still, feel like I'm getting to, to teach people and educate people. And, um, so much, you know, so much of what we do is about the relationship that we form. And mm -hmm. that's what I miss the most about teaching anyway, is, awesome. you know, my coworkers and my kids. And right. so I kind of, I kind of get the best of both worlds, but I can still be mom and I can still go to soccer tournaments and soccer practice and school plays and all that stuff. <laughs> That's right, because you're a boy's mom. So I am a boy mama. Yes, sir. Boy mama, two boys, right? And they still doing soccer stuff like that. I mean, well, obviously right now, not right right but, now, but in the normal conditions, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, my daughter was. We did soccer since she was little, so I remember all those traveling in tournaments and 
Yep. And it's the whole time. Kind of when you get older, I'm telling you right now to enjoy it because once it's gone, you're going to be like, ah, I was freezing my butt off sitting in the car sometimes watching, but you're going to miss that. Scene. I bought a hut. <laughs> like it's a plastic. It's called um, Under the Weather Pod. Mm -hmm. And it's this little plastic hut. It's kind of like a tent. Best thing ever. <laughs> I'm gonna call you spoiled because those kind of things didn't exist. I can I say back in my day. Very good. Suck it, Ed. When what's a common myth that some people have about hiring a real estate agent? Uh, that buyers have to pay their realtor. I've had yeah. more, and you would think that they would know by now, but mm -hmm. especially with as everything has transitioned to being so technology based, mm -hmm. um, people automatically assume, well, I'm gonna have to pay for this. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at houses, but I don't want to hire a realtor. Well, the buyer doesn't pay the realtor. The seller mm -hmm. does. And we'll say I think someone that that's, is, someone that's watching they, or when I did audio for the podcast. So say someone doesn't know how does, how does that process work? Why doesn't a buyer have to pay? The because the seller pays the realtor. So in a seller's contract, when you list a home, it is, there is an agreed percentage as a buyer. Your realtor is paid by the seller, not by you. Exactly. And um, that's, that is the biggest misconception that, and that we're all rolling in dough. Exactly. Because we're not all rolling in dough. <laughs> it's uh, like teaching. It's something you do for passion and sometimes right. passion. And sometimes that passion pays off, mm -hmm. but sometimes, you know, it's, it's not as, it's not as lucrative at first as you think it's going to be by the time you pay all of your fees and your taxes and everything else, you're just a regular old Joe. Did, but the good thing is that when, like I said, when you love it you get to do what you get to do what you do. That's right. Uh, what was the time when working with a buyer or seller where things didn't go as planned and uh, how did you overcome to make things work? Man. Give me a good story. I have to just pick one. <laughs> you can give me a couple. Well, okay, so I had some buyers and we were closing on their first house. They were getting married in May. Mm -hmm. We were closing on their first house in um, November. And the morning of closing, I called and said, hey, y'all ready to buy a house today? And the seller said, I was about to call you, um, or the buyer said, I was about to call you. We, we, can't, we can't buy the house. I said, I'm, you're hilarious. I love, that's hilarious. And he's like, no, really, we can't, we can't buy this house because my boss just came in and told me I'm not going to have a job in two months. And I said, okay, well, I understand, but you're going to be sued if you don't go through with the purchase today. Now, if you had been fired today, like you didn't have a job today, we might be able to work through that, but you still have a job today. So we have to go to closing or it will cost you more in legal fees than it will to buy the house and then me relist it. So we were supposed to close at 10 o'clock. The lender and I ended up going to a restaurant and sitting and eating chips and queso almost all day waiting for them. We finally closed at four o'clock that afternoon. It worked out because I ended up relisting their house. He did lose his job in January, mm -hmm. um, but I ended up relisting their house for them in May and they sold it and made a profit. Nice. But so there was that time. And then 
Give me another one. I'm trying to think from a seller's perspective when things didn't go as planned. Um, you know, you, you have houses that sit on the market for a long time mm -hmm. and they just, you think they're going to sell quickly and they don't, or you, you list a house for sale at a certain sale price, certain sales price, mm -hmm. and then it doesn't appraise for that. And so you end up, you have to sell it for less and that's always disappointing. Right. But you know, I've been knock on wood. I've been very fortunate that I've had, I've really had good experiences mm -hmm. with all of my clients. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I can, I can tell you there's only been one client in five years that I would really have to pray about it if they mm -hmm. asked me to work with them again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a testament to you as a person and your energy on how you work with people and how people want to respond and work with you. So now when you're talking about like, I know that we know as professionals, but kind of like explaining how sellers don't always know that buyers uh, don't have to pay for the realtor. So when you're consulting someone on selling a house, like you talk about a, a house that's been on the market for a long time, a lot of times there's resistance in taking our recommendations. What are some of the recommendations that you usually give the people um, that they're sometimes resistant on, but actually works out to their favor when selling? Hire a professional cleaning crew to come in and deep clean your house. Your level of clean is not listing level of clean. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are things that, that need to be cleaned that you don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. And it's just an overall, it's an overall impression of maintenance. Right. Your house has to be it's so clean that you could lick the walls. I mean, I, that's probably because people don't want to spend the money on right. a professional housekeeper. Right. Um, so that's one thing that I meet a lot of resistance to. Another thing that I meet resistance with is um, painting. painting. Just because you love purple walls doesn't mean everybody else loves purple walls. Right. And then finally, um, I, a lot of times if I hear the phrase, but Zillow says, mm -hmm. hmm. <laughs> Just because Zillow says your house is worth something doesn't mean that that's really what it's worth. Right. So we, that Zillow uses an algorithm mm -hmm. to come up with their estimates. We use actual market data. Mm -hmm. So sorry if your brother is the founder of Zillow, but it's, right. it's, and it's great for looking for houses, but not necessarily if you're trying to price your house. Right. If you want to hire me as your realtor, there's a reason why I do what I do. And the reason, there's a reason why I'm good at what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, when I have sellers that do all of the things that I tell them to do and they price it the way I tell them to price it, mm -hmm. their houses sell pretty quickly. Now, right now we're in a bit of a pandemic, so it slowed things down, mm -hmm. but for the most part, it's, if you do what I tell you to do and we mm -hmm. price it the way I tell you to price it, your house is going to sell. Yeah, which as I talked about, that's kind of the reasons of having these conversations is to let people know also because there's there's transactions and closings happening every day. I mean, it's how we yeah. do things are different, but it's it, there there's there's not a day that goes by that there's not a closing happening, uh, multiple actually, multiple closings. City. So the, now talking about pandemic, so how have you kind of shifted to serve clients in a personal, more personal way? Actually, before that. 
I want to ask you a technology question. How do you feel about the technology we have to use? I have a love-hate relationship with technology. <laughs> um, I think it's great when people can use my app to look for, for properties. I mm -hmm. think it's great that we have the map tools that we have and um, you know some of the marketing tools that we have. Mm -hmm. But if this, if this job was all about technology, I wouldn't do it. Right. Because I feel like you lose that personal connection when it's all technology based. Mm -hmm. now, having said that, I've sold two homes to um, active Air Force airmen from Okinawa. Wow. And the only way they saw the house before they got here to close was via FaceTime. Awesome. Yeah. So, I think that's great. What I, what I don't like is, I, I, and I, I just kind of said this earlier, I don't like when you take the person out of it. Right. Like if you're going to do all of that, then, then why, why have a realtor? Right. Because what we do is still, so, still highly important. So as far as I, a lot I really of details so. and nuances, kind of like the Zillow estimate, there's just details and nuances that you can't take people out of. To do. Now, as a, as a realtor, some of our systems and things that are put in place, and as you know, a lot of the technology that's being pushed behind the scenes, mm -hmm. like, great, but why, why do I have to do that? <laughs> you know, I get it that they're, they're trying to, to put things more in the 21st century and make it, you know, very, um, we live in a technological world, so we need to keep up with that and this, that, and whatever. But at some point, if it's working for you, keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. So I'm willing to try new things, but I have a system in place that's working for me mm -hmm. and I, I'm very resistant to change that. If it works, but that's also then... part of my personality. I'm very stubborn. <laughs> so we talked about like showing clients via FaceTime. What are some of the ways that you've pivoted to still serve clients in a personal way, but use the technology during this time of that social distancing is a work? I do a lot of, phone calls. I do a lot of texting. Um, I'm still showing homes in person. Mm -hmm. We meet there. We, you know, if they want us to wear masks, we wear masks. Mm -hmm. Some people are like, I ain't afraid of no Rona. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it just depends on, on who I'm with. You know, you mm -hmm. just kind of have to read the room. Right. Um, I have a seller that wants anybody who enters her house to wear a hazmat suit. And I, and I totally respect that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, i go out and search for Lysol and, mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever I else, whatever else I can do to make, to make my client feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time in this, in this market, if you want to have your house as an active listing on the market, you have to be okay with people coming inside your home. Right. Um, we do everything that we can to respect as a buyer's agent, we do everything we can to respect the homeowner. Mm -hmm. So I was out showing houses the other day and the seller provided masks, booties, and hand sanitizer. So 
So we masked up, bootied <laughs> up, and you know, we pure, they had a thing of hand sanitizer in every room, which was great. Yeah, that's a forward thing. Um, works out. So, you know, and I've seen some, some listing agents, they'll have little care packets by the front door and it'll be a, a big Ziploc bag. And inside the Ziploc bag, it'll have a pair of gloves, a pair of booties, a Clorox wipe, mm-hmm. um, and I think a, a mask or right. something in there. So there's, a, there's ways that we can do that. But I, I, I tend to um, just kind of go off of what my clients want. Right. And I serve them where they are. Which is important. That's awesome. So like a dream client. Well, if you could, if you could pick out your dream client you'd like to work with buying or selling, who would that be? I love working with buyers. There's something about being a part of that moment in their life where they, like, it's, it's a big deal, you know, helping <laughs> people buy their first house, mm-hmm. helping people buy their forever home, mm-hmm. um, you know, helping newlyweds find the place that they're going to have their babies. I mean, right. that's a big deal to me. And I take that very personally. Um, so I, you know, I love, I love working with buyers, but then, you know, on the flip side of that, having a seller, like the, the open house that you did with me, mm-hmm. those sellers were so eager <laughs> to do anything that I asked them to do. Right. They were the perfect model sellers. And it's if I told them to do it, they did it and they wanted to do it the best way they could, you mm-hmm. know, just that is awesome. Because we, we are in this position and if we're good at it, we're good at it for a reason. So to have people value our expertise and our knowledge, that makes me feel good. I understand that feeling. That's, that's probably, probably kind of goes back to being your teaching background too. So get that satisfaction from that. If you had to describe home, what does home mean to you? It's changed a little bit. Um, Home will always be Texas to me because Mm -hmm. that's where I'm, that's where I was born and raised. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where I went to college. I never lived outside of Texas until we moved here five years ago. Mm -hmm. So home will always be Texas. But at the same time, and I, I really, I've really felt that since we've moved here, we don't have any family close by. Um, Home is really wherever my husband and my kids are. So, um, but, but I will tell you like, that's, that's home. And, and I have a sign in my living room that says it's so good to be home. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the other thing is that there, whenever I go to college station, Texas, <laughs> I just exhale. I feel very relaxed there. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's also home to me. That's good. Good answers. Good answers. So when, this social distancing is no longer a thing we have to worry about. What's the place that you look forward to eating most? If you want you to go out and eat or a place that you want to get or get food from or take out that you can't get to now. I want to go somewhere and I don't know exactly what restaurant it will be, but I want to go somewhere that I can sit on a patio mm-hmm. and have a glass of wine or three <laughs> and sit with, three or four girlfriends Mm -hmm. and just enjoy company and enjoy being together. I I don't, I don't know if I I don't even really care what what we eat. 
because we can get whatever we want to eat right. any, you know, from anywhere, except for maybe, you know, well, I don't know, maybe some of the higher end steakhouses are still doing delivery, but there's something about the ambiance of eating it in the right. restaurant, oh, I which agree. I think you use when you bring it home. Yeah. Um, but I want to, I want to be somewhere outside where it's a nice breezy day and maybe just two clouds in the sky. <laughs> We're going to get there soon. I, I fully believe that. Uh, you said you had a couple of listings. What's a, what's a listing? There's a listing you want to talk about or one that's your favorite? Well, they're both my favorite. You know, that's asking good. me my favorite listing is like asking me um, about my favorite child. <laughs> well, talk about your two, two that you want to talk about now. I have I two them. very different listings. Um, okay. One is 1605 Nightingale, and it's in Kicking Bird in Edmond. Um, the house was built in 1979, so it's kind of got some of that cool 70s vibe, but it has mm -hmm. had some updating done to it. It's all new paint, new carpet. Um, it's had some not so sexy updating done, like the electrical has been updated and, um, but it's got an amazing deck and you feel like you're in a tree house. It's just awesome. Um, right now it's listed for 342. And then my newest listing is in Thomas trails in Edmond. Okay. It's 2532 Ozark trail. It is in such a good location. Um, you can walk to North High School, you can walk to John Ross Elementary, you can walk to Cheyenne, you can walk to Uptown. Um, it's just, it's in a really great spot in Edmond. And right now that's listed for 258. It's four bedroom, two bath, cute, cute little house. So good deal. And if someone wanted to get a hold of you, what's a couple, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Give me a call, 405-531-7663. Fantastic. Or you can find me on Facebook, Amy Stoker. Keller Williams Realtor. Amy Stoker, Keller Williams Realtor. Thanks for talking with me today, Amy. I appreciate it. You bet. All right, thanks. Join us each week on Dream Home Hunter Audio. If you have any questions about buying or selling your home, give us a little time so we can save you a lot of time. Contact us at keithpratt.co or call Keith at 405 320-9776. You all won't forget about us now, will you? And remember to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss an episode. Dream Home Hunter Audio. The Keith Pratt Collaborative.